Super Talk Mississippi media production. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I, I really enjoyed my conversation with Melissa Wade and uh, Becky Jenner. Becky again is an old old friend. We've been we've been we've worked together for I can't tell you how many years, and she's been so dedicated to the community in so many different roles. And so we're lucky to have people like Becky in this community. And uh, it's really interesting that this leadership summit they're having for women at Keesler is, uh, it can't be literally a first of its kind, but it's certainly the the first that Becky's been involved in, which is quite amazing, actually. I'll look forward to getting an update about that soon. Now let's turn the page and flip over to my friend, Billy Hughes, the mayor of Guffport. How you doing, Billy? Doing good, Ricky. Good to see good, you. It's good to see you too. I see the new flag on your cadenza. I got a new flag flying outside at my pier. I had the American flag with Mississippi flag underneath it. I love where we landed on that in terms of design. And um, you know, people are proud of it. You know, it's that's the cool thing about that new flag. Let me tell you, you know, some commissions, some most commissions work. You never see the result of it, but that flag commission put a lot of thought into it. And I think there were some remarkable designs and creativity for people who submitted designs. And I think the one they ended up landed on, it's it's good looking, number one, but it has some substance and meaning too from the symbolism. So, uh, on a lot of levels, you know, you and I have talked through the years about the need to change. And so, the, um, this particular version, uh, the more I see it, the more I just find it to be very appealing. It is good. I thought that Ruben Anderson did a great job. And the, look at there. There's your face mask for people who are watching on the radio. That it's, it's a face mask made of the Mississippi new Mississippi flag. And our coast representatives and the other representatives from across the state, the commission did work really well together. And then, you know, for us to get to a point where the vote was so, so strong, sent a message to the world that we were due for change and we made change happen. Of course, the legislative support, the governor's support, and here, you know, here we are now, we can just be proud of this amazing flag. Um, so um, it's been a while since we, we've been together. I just want to kind of get an update on the latest on your mind, but let's talk about the pandemic for a second. Um, you know, one of the things, I've had several experts on, on recently, not, to, not the least of which are Dr. Conger from Memorial at Lee Bond on yesterday. And, you know, one of the quickest ways to recovery is to get everybody vaccinated. People are worried about variants and the mutations of the coronavirus. And one of the main points they make is if people get vaccinated, then it's hard, hard to find mutations because a mutation has to find a willing participant in order to mutate. So the fastest way to get back to a healthy economy and our, you know, whatever our post-pandemic life is going to be is to get vaccinated. I'm, I know I got my first uh, shot. I would get this next shot in a week or two. And uh, Mississippi is really getting getting on with the program. It passed over a million. That's a third of our population. And um, man, w- once we sort of figured out the intricacies of how to do this, we, we nailed it, didn't we, Billy? Uh, it was really remarkable how we came together. And I've got to credit our medical professionals in particular. You know, we had certain information and uh, our coastal mayors, as last time we talked, uh, you know, we got together on a, a weekly basis for a while, particularly this time last year for the, for about a six, seven month period of time to figure out, okay, you know, we can read about pandemics, but nobody's experienced. So we're having to invent things on the fly. And we have to get the data from, you know, from the governor's office and from others, but also from the local medical community. What are y'all seeing? And we have an outbreaks here and there. And so 
I, I think overall uh, we made some good decisions, um, you know, with their guidance. Uh, the, the best example that uh, I've seen of uh, this continued cooperation was between Singing River and um, Gulfport Memorial with Kent and Lee. And uh, Matt McDonald actually uh, had the idea, and Robert Collier said, why don't we use the Coliseum as a major point? Now, the communities across our coastal area need to have their own setups, and the hospitals have responded in doing setups uh, in, in certain communities. North Gulfport in particular over here stands out to make sure the minority community had access as well. So. A lot of outreach, but the collaboration at the Coliseum for people having a drive through it's almost been seamless for two entities that typically compete with one another, yeah. but they saw the bigger picture and were very selfless. And so Lee and Kent have really brought some remarkable uh, access uh, to our coastal public. Yeah, they've done a great job, and I've heard it over and over again. I personally got my shot up on Community Road at Garden Park. And uh, my, my wife, Anna, had gone through that same process, and she told me while she was there, she said, you're, you're not going to believe how efficient this is. And, yep. of course, I go through it and talking to one of the nurses, and I, I said, how many shots have you given today? She said, I'm not sure about today, but we gave 600 yesterday to Ingalls. Wow. So, you know, and, and you know, I, I kind of laughed about this, but it's, but it's true. Uh, they offered me a, a sausage biscuit. <laughs> at the end you know and you know lee said that they, they they've uh they've really worked hard to to uh, to challenge chick-fil-a in their process and and take it to a whole new level and of course the 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 sausage biscuit was kind of icing on the cake but it is amazing i i, th I think it, you know, like you said at the beginning you, people might have been been a little too critical um We've never been here before. Take you're putting new processes in places. You're doing things you've never done before. It took a little bit of time to find the right mix between the health departments, the public health departments, and the private institutions. But once they were all fully engaged, it's the sort of the epitome of a public-private partnership. And you know we're 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 really you know setting some records now. So it's it's incredible. And anyone over 16 years of age can get a shot now. And um, there are available appointments, and, I mean, they're blowing and going. And the faster we get people vaccinated, the faster we can go back to what our uh, pre-pandemic, well, I would say our post-pandemic world, because it's going to be different. But, uh, but you know, life's coming. You can see the light at the end of the tunnel now. I know when you, you when you move around the coast, Billy, it's no longer, I think that's the light at the end of the tunnel. You, see, it's a clear, you can see the light at the end of the tunnel, can't you? You can, you know, you make a great point. A sausage biscuit is a cure for a lot of what ails us. So, you know, we can, we can get a lot of comfort in that. But um, in, in reality, you know, uh, we looked at this whole thing as an inconvenience early on, but we saw very quickly that it was much more than that. And that's why we had to put certain measures, recommendations, and controls in place. And we're relaxing those. But we also need to take note as we continue to get people uh, inoculated and move towards that uh, you know, that, that herd uh, immunity, that what's happening in Europe right now with these third waves, and they say pandemics have a first, second, and third wave, so we're not out of the woods and we need to be cautious. And um, But with all the education that's been out there, you know, the government doesn't need to really step in other than providing a, a, a vehicle or a platform for the distribution of this stuff. But as far as telling people what their her personal habits need to be, until it becomes a public health risk, that's where we step in, and we did. But right now, there's enough education out there that we need to know that if we haven't gotten uh, a vaccination, we need to do that. Uh, if we're not vaccinated and could be a carrier or are susceptible to catching it, we need to still probably, not probably, we still need to mask up. 
Yes. And, and sanitize. So there's some habits that we have that are going to be with us for quite some time, even once we lick this thing. And we're going to beat it, but it's going to take everybody being smart. So when we do have this opportunity to get out and about, we still need to be smart about it and not have a Miami beach where everybody's on top of one another, because that almost guarantees a spread of the contagion. It does. Um, you know, I, I, we had this conversation with, with uh, Dr. Conger, but used to be a germaphobe was kind of, uh, you know, you see them every now and then in a group and people would say, oh, you know, they're just, everybody's a germaphobe now. <laughs> Everybody yeah. is. Good and we've learned some behaviors. We've learned some behaviors that will probably be with us forever. And, you know, actually in a good way, it's going to help us because, you know, the, the, the normal flu, you know, the flu that came through every year that the flu shot was only sort of marginally successful to, to defeat. Uh, the the incident of normal flu, according to the health experts, is down tremendously, and and that's obviously because people are paying more attention and and everyone's acting like a germaphobe these days. That, that's that's a good thing actually, and probably untold number of lives have been saved as a result of it. How's your team doing there, Billy, at the at the city? Uh, really awesome. You know, uh, th this pandemic um, has has touched everybody whether a family member, co-worker, whatnot. And the city of Gulfport, like any other organization, we've had some areas where we've had uh, a, an outbreak. Um, we haven't had anything lately, but over the time you have to ma manage that. And for a little while there, we had to shut down a few of our departments just you know, for a quarantine period to make sure that we you know, didn't infect people or get people sick, not just the people who call on the city for services, but the folks who provide those services. So, um, you know, whether, like I said, whether it's your family or coworker, um, most people understand how real and how much of a threat this this uh, virus is. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 boy, it's been a year. It's, it's already quick to easy to forget some aspects of it, but like uh, the public service providers at the city, the first responders, um, you know, their life continued on. They just had to adjust and figure out how to how to work it within the the guise of the pandemic. There are so many heroes, so many people stepped up to the plate and did just amazing things. Um, hey, we're, we're coming to the end of this segment. Before we, you know, just in the short time we have left, we'll start this here and we'll finish on the other side. But when you woke up this morning, what was on your mind? What was the thing that was most on your mind? Man, what am I going to talk about with Ricky today? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's about, uh, you know, kind of along the theme about how great it is to be able to work in a city like Gulfport and, and all the prospects. And, you know, you, you, if you look at the character assassination uh, uh, forum of social media, you'd think we were living in the midst of a nuclear holocaust some days. But <laughs> the fact of the matter is we are in a remarkable spot on this coast and be glad to talk more about that. So there's so many good we'll, things. We'll go, this is Mayor Billy Hughes. We, let, let's let's do, do that when we come back. And we'll talk more about Gulfport and coastal Mississippi and where we go from here. And yes, we are lucky to be here. I talk about it every single day. We'll see you after this break. You can also listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say, Alexa, open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. 
Welcome back to Coastview. We have Mayor Billy Hughes with us, and he's the mayor of Gulfport. And I always enjoy my time with him. We've worked together in so many different ways over so many years. You know, you went in the Senate in 1992, and I said it on our Coastview session before that your 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 experience in the legislature really positioned you to be a better mayor. You know, you learned so much about how the process works. You you made so many great relationships. But you also pointed out to me that, that when you went in, it was about the same time Kirk Fordyce went in. And Kirk Fordyce was a different kind of a, a governor. He went in with, uh, you know, a man on a mission. Talk more about his approach and why that matters. Well, Governor Fordyce, he, he was a shoot from the hip kind of guy. And what came to mind, he said it. And um, some people liked the style, some people didn't. But the fact of the matter is he brought a new dynamic to politics, to the discussion. And that's when, you know, Republicans uh, were starting to come around and the Democratic Party dynamic started changing where they were gravitating nationally away from having a, a conservative point to where they are today. And as a result, you saw that shift from a lot of folks who identified as Democrats in Mississippi to go to Republicans just because of the conservative base. And um, I think when I started, I was one of nine Republicans in the Senate. And so a lot has changed, but Governor Fordyce, um, he was a hard driver, but one of the things he, he had um, at, at his core, which I think we can all identify, is the negative way in Miss Mississippi has been historically stereotyped. And he had had enough of it, as had we, and we still do. And, and our job every day is to be those ambassadors and educate. The flag, uh, the symbol, you know, I love to say words have weight, symbols have substance. They're all important in how you convey it, how you put it out there, and what you do. But he had a, a mantra that was only positive Mississippi spoken here. And it was actually a sheet talked about just how many great things Mississippi has going for it. And that gets lost in the weeds sometime with all the chatter. And so, um, you know, he, he didn't have the bandwidth or the time or the interest to talk about what went before. It's where we're going today and how we how we do that. And the same is true on this coast, if even to a greater degree. I love our diversity and our, of our economy and of our people and um, just the offerings we have here. And we've talked about it before, and I'll continue to talk about that I had no idea experience, which is people saying, you're going, you're going where? You're moving where? Mississippi. And then they get here and say, you guys got to come. It's so mm -hmm. fantastic. The people actually talk to you. They engage. Um, it is it is a great place to be uh, from a climate standpoint, from a, you know, a, a traffic and cost of living. I can't believe just what all we have going on here. So there's so many positive things um, to talk about. And, and I just can't believe that some folks want to uh, you know, get engaged in that teardown um, mentality of the trolls on social media. Yeah, you know, I, I was going to say, actually, before you made that comment, that Kurt Fordyce would not have done well <laughs> in the day of social media. <laughs> <laughs> he would not have done well because I, I really appreciated about him that he, he was a businessman. He was elected governor. He didn't, he was, wasn't really politically active in, in the, in, as a politician, so to speak, he entered into that race. He won it and he was a no nonsense guy. And I remember, I remember that so well about him, but no, he would have, you know, he, he would not have liked the social media situation. As I was saying to you off the air, and I've talked about it on the air many times, this whole issue around algorithms and how they work and Facebook and engagement and the way that engagement works is whether it's positive or negative, Facebook algorithm recognizes it and will draw more people into the conversation, uh, whether it's positive or negative. And and too often, especially within the political realm, too often it's, it's negative. And it's just someone trying to trying to tear somebody else down or trying to tear us down. 
the truth is, and, and I've been all over the United States and I've had significant responsibilities in four or five states. And Coastal Mississippi is on the leading edge in so many different ways. The fact that we're this collection of communities, each with its own sense of place, there, there's always things that can be improved. That's true of any community, but the pride, the people, the culture, the diversity, as you pointed out, the fact that, especially from an economic point of view, I mean, the economic diversity of Coastal Mississippi is tremendous and getting better. And we have a lot of people who are focused on our future, but there are some people, unfortunately, that want to focus on the negative. And, um, and that's the way that, I guess, by tearing something else, something else down or someone else down, they can gain some sort of advantage. That's the way it is. And that's why I wouldn't want to be a politician today. I wouldn't want to be in your shoes today for that reason. Because you got to have super thick skin and you got to put up with too much junk. And uh, I, I don't know. How, how do you d deal with that on a daily basis? Um, sometimes it, it, it tends to grate on your nerves. So, but a lot of times you just turn the computer off. You know, you don't go to that page or look at it. But so many things in life boil down to what your mama taught you, which is, you know, if you don't have anything good to say, keep it to yourself. Yeah. And we've forgotten that. And people will say things or do things with a screen that they wouldn't ever say to your face. Um, but, you know, um, um, in my second year uh, as Municipal League, Mississippi Municipal League president, and I uh, talked to a lot of mayors. And uh, my theme this year has been, um, you know, who's telling your story? Who's telling our story? And how do we yeah. convey it? Are we going to let the outside world tell folks about Mississippi? Or are we going to get out there, set the record straight, educate folks, get them here? And have them fall in love with this with this wonderful state. Hey, so listen, we have just a couple of seconds left. I want to make sure we get this in. The Mississippi Aquarium had to open up during the pandemic, and then a hurricane comes. It has to be some, one of the most difficult transitions ever experienced by a public entity like that. So how are they doing now? Now that we've had our first wave of spring breakers coming out, people see the light at the end of the tunnel. What's the latest? Exceeding expectations. You know, they've got certain numbers to meet. We thought with COVID, they would never meet them. They're already ahead of pace right now. This past week, uh, last week, they had lines at, at opening. They sold out most days. And this is before spring break is even kicking. So we haven't even had a chance to see uh, them get into one pure or complete tourist season. And so those prospects are awesome. You know, this is uh, most folks still can't believe we have something like that in Mississippi. And so uh, it's not just about fanfare, it's really about folks looking for something for families to do down here. And we saw that as a niche, as a need, and uh, folks are responding. So uh, for all, all the chatter out there, again, on the social media side, most of that is positive too. And that staff really does a good job. Our PO, PIO, Deshonda McCarty, brought something to me the other day on the programming they're doing. and. There's, there's stuff for folks from all out. The latest is Finn and Zen. They're going to start doing uh, yoga uh, twice a week in front of that big window that you can go. So check their website. There's always something new. And then the story about that shark that they did that surgery on and rehabbed. Yeah, that's that's good stuff. Good stuff. We'll talk more about the aquarium next time you're on and, and get into a little bit more details there. But Bill Hughes, it's been great to catch up with you. Mayor of Gulfport. And uh, keep plugging away, buddy. It's good to, good to talk to you. Thank you. Good you bet. You. Have a great day. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.